Hello, hello. Coffee time is back with the John Romick. Hello, everyone that is running right now. We are so excited to be here today. Yes. Oh, so that, that should just be standard whenever you come on. Of yes. Like, they hear John Romick immediately. It's pull out the headphones. Huh, so you're exercising. Well, let me congratulate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, so we've been in a series entitled, well, I guess a series, is that what, what we should call it? Series? A, a series. series of coffee times mm-hmm. about coffee, um, series. coffee series on 12 rules <laughs> for life. Uh, and this is excluding the Lord's rule, which reigns above every rule, which is what? Our golden rule? The golden rule to love God with all your might and love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. So we want to walk with God intimately and we want to forgive everyone else. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, literally, because we'll all let each other down. And so yes. we need to forgive. So this is uh, 12 rules I originally came up with my children that we just decided to share. We've gone over one and two. Now we're on rule number three. Do you want to tell the people what it is? Rule number three, uh, I find it fascinating because it is so important, and it's pick friends who will take you higher and get around them as much as possible. You are not morally obligated to be a friend to people who are making the world a worst place. So pick friends wisely and then open your life to them. Very few people are successful. I like this part a lot. Very few people are successful unless a lot of people want them to be. Yes. So be friendly. I stole that from John Maxwell, by the way. Well, thank you, John. Yeah, thank, you, no, John. thank you, John. Um, so you said you had a story that um, would fit this point. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, so in my my high school in our graduate for graduation, there was only like twelve people in our class. <laughs> Were you old and school? So, <laughs> Almost. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a tight, it was a missionary school. Okay. It was a school for missionaries. So kind of it's just yeah. a glorified homeschool. Um, it's explaining so much. <laughs> <laughs> so much is making sense. <laughs> Listen, wait till you hear this story. <laughs> okay. Continue. No. So because it's so small, we have kind of like this uh, formal dinner where all the parents can stand up and say very important like biblical things okay. to the kids. Like to the kids. To the kids that okay. are graduating. So my friend's dad stands up and gives him the whole spiel of like, God's got great things for you. Dream big. You know, I mean, he's got plans for you to make you prosper. The whole thing, which is great. So here in my mind, I'm like, my dad, he started a Bible school. He like knows Greek and Hebrew stuff. Like he's about to whip out, you know, some Aramaic and just going to blow everyone out of the water. So I'm excited. I'm also 18, so don't judge me. And so my dad finally stands up. He's going to give, like, the benediction over my life. And he just says, John, I really don't know much to say right now. But all that comes to my heart is Proverbs thirteen twenty: He who walks with the wise will be wise, and the companion of fools will be destroyed. And then he sat down. Uh, and that was it. That's it. That's it. Okay, so like the benediction say the scripture of scripture again. Proverbs thirteen twenty: He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Yep. And he sat down. So I was very offended at that moment because I'm like, listen, no, no, God will prosper me. No, God will like take me to higher place. His dreams are higher than my dreams. Like, I mean, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven yes, at least, something. like something. And my dad just sat down. And was like, I think that's what you need in life right now. 
And so I was like very frustrated, but I mean, fast forward 12 years later, and if there is something that has kept me on course, it's been that verse to, to, to find, you know, people that are wise, even through college, just, just sticking with the people that were wise, you know, sticking with the people that were actually going to study to life in general, sticking to the people that are being successful and all of that. It, it has kept me out of being destroyed, which is what the companion of fools <laughs> It happens to, you know, be in his life is he will be destroyed is apparently what Proverbs 13 says. Yes. And so when I read that rule, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my dad actually gave me like that. It was the one rule, the one benediction that he gave me when I graduated high school. Like, here I am going to go, you know, for the rest of my life, make the most important decisions of my life. And the one thing he told me is like, buddy, just stick to the wise. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but it's, I mean, it's helped me. It's brought me to here. Now, I love that scripture, especially for this point, because it highlights two critical things of one, I don't even have to be a fool to be destroyed. Yeah. Just be in a relationship with one. Mm, that's so good. Uh, and then secondly, um, uh, people who are good for me are not going to magically show up in my life. I have to walk with the wise. Mm -hmm. Uh, that have to intentionally take my steps in their, their direction. I have to pursue people who are good for me. Uh, and so out of that, uh, there's so much that I, I want to talk about here. Uh, a companion of fools will be destroyed. Uh, people often ask me, like for marriage, me and my wife have been married for many years now. It's been a, a blessing. It's honestly been one of the easiest things I've ever done, which I know that's shocking for a lot of people with marriage. But when I look at why, it's selection. Uh, it's like, so what's the tip to a good mar marriage? Who you pick to marry. Uh, like selection is paramount because like you need to find someone who works for you. But like selection is critical of like picking who I want to walk with, people who I want to do life with. And it's more than who I like. Uh, and it's more than who, um, you know, in marriage I'm attracted to. It's got to be someone who I see I'm walking with and they're walking in a direction I want to go to. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm foolish, if I'm in a relationship with someone who is um, uh, having real strong addiction problems, their problem breaks my heart. And I don't even have the problem. Yeah. But I'm just in a relationship with someone who has the problem. And It'll out of that, you. yeah, and out of that, now I'm feeling myself drained. I'm feeling myself taxed. And so we have to choose wisely who we're doing life with and understanding that if, if somebody is acting a fool, uh, that out of that, that is not somebody I need to be around, whether I'm seven or 70, yeah. uh, whether I'm 17 or 27, I am not obligated to be in a relationship with someone who is making the world a worse place. And if I would not recommend that friendship or relationship to my son or daughter, if I would not want my son or daughter to be around that person, why am I permitting myself to be in a relationship with someone that I wouldn't recommend to the people That's that true. I love? And I need to understand at that moment that they need to be my ministry like everyone is my ministry. We pray for people. We love people. We counsel people. That's all ministry. But not everyone needs to be my friend. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that it excludes, you know, from loving people. Yes. And no, I think people confuse those two things yep. that in order to love someone doesn't mean you have to be their best friend and always be there for them and like be drained by them. Like yep. there's a point of love that suffers long and th there is that point. But it, speaking with regards to friendship, there's 
it, it's become famous now. Jim Jim Ron once said that you are like the average of the five people you spend yep. the most time with, and that like goes into your income and your habits and all of these things. And it just just being around uh, wise people, it, like it sticks to you. Yes. And like I see even even being around Carolina, she's like so much more educated than I am, and like uh, socially wise, I would say, because she just knows when to say and what not to say. Even like table etiquette and stuff like that. And so yep. I wasn't taught these things, but having spent over a decade with her, it like stuff sticks. Like I know how I, I know how to speak better. At least I'm getting better at it because of spending time with someone like her. Yep. And so picking obviously, yes, fantastic. Like there's, I, I have picked well, yep. uh, but it doesn't, ex it's, it's just being, spending time I think is what we need to be thinking about and who we're spending time with. And yes. you can love everyone, but spend time yeah, with. Well, and who you're allowing yourself to laugh with, mm -hmm. who you're allowing yourself to speak into your life, who you're allowing yourself to take counsel from, who you're allowing yourself to fellowship with, have fun with. Because that's, I, you know, when we say, like, don't be a companion of fools, yeah. it's not, as you said, uh, to not have compassion for those mm -hmm. who are foolish. Like, if, if somebody is out there acting in a way that is making their life worse and the world a worse place, we should be moved with compassion. We should pray for sure. them. We should speak into their life. Um, we should uh, intentionally minister to them. They are our ministry. But it, it, that's not somebody I should be opening up my heart to uh, and having um, fellowship with in a way that now they're speaking into my life and giving me counsel. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, um, the Lord dealt with me and Pep because we, we came to this place where we were like so good in marriage and we were starting a family. It's like, we don't need anybody. <laughs> like we are content with our little, yeah. you know, family and our little shell. I mean, you guys do have like perfect rapport. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, these types of things. But the Lord really dealt with me of like, walk with the wise, mm -hmm. intentionally connect with people. Um, Elisha was who Elisha was mm. because Elijah put his mantle upon him. Yeah. Um, Moses was who Moses was because Aaron came alongside of him, and so did Joshua. Jesus intentionally sent the disciples out two by two. Mm. Before Jesus started his ministry, he built his team. Mm. You see, and he intentionally did it. He didn't yeah. like uh, be like, oh, you like me? Yes, yeah, let's okay. go have coffee. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> that type of thing. Um, he went out and selected you, mm -hmm. you, you, you. Uh, follow me. Um, and I think so many times in life, we're not intentionally pursuing relationships that can take us higher. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not uh, putting ourselves out there and being like, hey, can, will you have coffee? Like, uh, hey, let's have lunch. Yeah. Or, hey, can I pick your brain about something? And the Lord really dealt with us to go do that and to build a network of people because very few people are successful unless a lot of people want them to be. That's so true. And when you have a lot of people coming along your, your life to help you and be a helper of your joy or give you wisdom at the right time or even correction at the right time uh, and something like that, that, that the wound of a friend, Proverbs says, is like so beneficial to us. And sometimes we need that for a friend to come in and be like, hey, like I see this in your life and let's come up higher. 
um, you know, and that type of thing. And I, I think all of us need to be intentional to like guard our lives from the wrong people, but also open our lives to the right ones. Yeah, I think a good companionship also, like the, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, that let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds. You kind of know the companionship you're in by the way you're being, or the direction you're being spurred towards. Yeah. That if you are loving, good deeds, if, if you are, you know, being more intentional with your life because of who you are around with, like that's how you know uh, also. Because, you know, there, I don't believe in people that just have bad luck and it's just, you're just surrounded by bad luck all the time. Like you are surrounding yourself with people that might not be spurring you in the right direction and you can still love them. Like you said, you have compassion for them, but then like try to get a better circle, you yeah. know, and it does, it's not automatic. It's not one day or another. We didn't become friends. Like, I mean, we were, uh, it was quick though. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty, pretty quick, quick but there was still like intentionality. Yes. Like, well, we, like we never would have met had you not to put yourself out there to like we're coming through town. Joel! <laughs> Please! Don't love me! <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I won't forget it. Like, some way or another, you got my number or something. Or, hey, we met. Or yes, I tune in next time. <laughs> oh, I got his number. <laughs> but it's like, hey, we're stopping It was through, through Instagram. Yeah. Because you put something on Liverpool. You like something. Yes. I was like, oh, I didn't know you like soccer. Because, yes. like, in the American, they like soccer. It's very strange. Yes. And that's how it started. That's right. And then so, but you were passing through town and said, hey, me and Caroline are passing through town with you and Pep. And so, like, so many people don't send that text. Yeah. Um, and, and then they miss out on something that turned into, like, an in incredibly divine connection where your family has added so much to mine uh, and, and been such a helper of my joy and, and such a helper of so many other things, added so much value, helped my kids, all those types of things. And that never would have happened unless you would have made a decision to, to you know, let's initiate this. Let's, yeah. let's begin walking this way. Uh, speaking about, like, friends and stuff, the, the word that God had given me for this year is, you know, fight for friendship. No, don't mm. fight with friends, but fight for friendship. And so just I think it's not only good to, like, look for these new friends. But like once you have them, you have to yeah. fight for friendship because it's not just something that's easy. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, we're going to be friends forever. You're better than me. So awesome. And like just stick with you forever. Like you you constantly are going to have to fight for them. Pray. And there's blessing. So I found this verse that I thought was incredible in Job, Job 42.10 that says that after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. So there's a whole lot of Job yeah. and we're not going to go into that. But just the fact that that's, that's part of, that was part of like the puzzle is yeah. like... Pray for your friends again, you know, be intentional with them, like love on them, you know, don't only tell them like you're thankful for their relationship, but be intentional. And if you know that they're spurring you towards the right direction, if they're, you know, they're making the world a better place and your world a better place, then keep them, you know, and you have to be intentional with anything you want in life, anything that you want to stay in your life. Yeah. Just keep being intentional with it. No, it's the truth. And, and you know, I, I think that, you know, like I said, it's such a dual sided thing because maybe some of you even out there and I don't know if this has ever happened to you but I've kind of um, sensed it and like I've wondered oftentimes what to do with it but there are sometimes in life where you outgrow some places mm -hmm. and sometimes in life it kind of feels like you outgrow maybe some people and you're growing spiritually and you're in a relationship or a friendship where it's like you know like I am progressing and when I get around you I turn into who I used to be mm -hmm. 
it's like those high school friends, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, and like my humor changes, my um, um, way of thinking begins to change. I lower my standards. Mm-hmm. I walk away from that with a little bit more shame of like I shouldn't have said that mm-hmm. or I shouldn't have done that. You know, those types of things. Early enough. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking to Joel. (laughs) (laughs) So, but out of that, like, what do we do with that? Because I think if we are growing spiritually, it's only natural that we leave some things behind. For sure. And Abraham has this moment where, like, he knows, I can't stay with Lot. Like, this is not something, this is not a friendship, uh, a a relative that I need to be close with. And if you've never read the book boundaries, uh, I encourage you to read it because it helps with this of like how to like navigate this. But what do you do with that? When it's like you're Abraham, you're lot, you have this strife Mm -hmm. because you know, they're living more in the direction of Sodom and Gomorrah than a promised land. Mm -hmm. Uh, and what a statement that is, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, this place of like worldly pleasure, the promised land, this place of like God saying, I've called you here. And like, you know, that's where they're pitching their tent. Like they they want to go in that direction. And you sense like this divide. And like in that story, there is a strife. And Abraham knows, I need to walk away from this. What, how do we have navigate those moments? Because I think that's incredibly tough relationally, but so necessary for us to fulfill God's plan for our life. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a complicated question for sure. Because relationships are complicated. So yeah. it's never thinking of Abraham and Lot, you know, Abraham blessed him. Like completely, yeah. and didn't like entirely cut him out of his. And life. didn't he just? He loved. He him. made it clear. It's like I'm gonna be going this way. Yep. If you want to stay, we're going this way. But he just didn't like cancel or cut him off. Yeah. He blessed them, and then like, came away. and rescued him even later. Exactly. But he just knew like we can't be. Yeah. So I think one like you have to be decisive with what direction you want to take. Yeah. With and not thinking about friends or anything like. Where does God want to take you? Not only where you want to go, but where does God want to take you? And then be decisive with that. What after you know what direction you're going, what has to be done from that? Like what has you know, we what ties you have to cut and all of that. But the way he did it with the relationship as a whole is he like he blessed him yes. to a point. I so I think there's something there. Well, I think it's like immediately this segment of my life is it, or this friendship in my life is moving towards only the spiritual place where it's like when they come to me with a problem, we're not going to sit there and discuss it. It's like immediately let's pray for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or when they ask us to go to this, it's like, no, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, And it's like, if we're doing a special thing at church, it's like, Hey, come to my church. And when they see that you're set in that direction and that type of thing, and they don't want to go in that direction, you'll see that sometimes they'll like Lot walk away entirely from what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not you even having to make the separation. You just so set your face towards the direction you're going and just said, hey, here's where I'm going until then this relationship is kept in this spiritual Mm -hmm. place. And if you don't want to come up higher to that, then that's, that's your issue, Lot. Uh, and I'll come and like like save you and pray for you sure. and bless you spiritually in the name of the Lord. But like we can't keep sharing life together yeah. um, and sharing these. Kinds and of as lives. it is with any relationship, it's never just one conversation. Like you didn't become friends because of one conversation. Right. So it's a multi multiple conversations. And it's the same thing with like taking different directions. It's not just going to be that one time where it's going to be like, all right. <laughs> From now on, like, it's just going to be those little moments of, like, instead of doing what you used to do, now you're going a different direction. So your response or your answer is different. Yep. And slowly but surely, 
people end up seeing that you're going in two different directions. And I think that also helps because yeah. for some reason we're wired to think like, what's the one thing I have to tell them? Tell me now and I'll tell them and text them. It's like, wait, wait no, yeah. <laughs> that's no. not how relationships work. It yeah. is. So um, to wrap it up, um, he who walks with the wise will be wise. A companion of fools will be destroyed. Is there anybody in your life that when you get around them, you lower your standards? Um, is there anybody in life that when you get around them, you walk away from them with more shame than when you had um, when you were with them, um, before you were with them? Is there anybody in your life that you know um, like it's taking you in a direction that is away from the promised land God has made you and the direction that you, you need to go in? It might be time to make them your ministry and not your friend. It, it might be time where the basis of your life with them begins to prayer and to to pray for and to counsel. Um, or maybe you're in a season of life like I think we've been in where it's like, okay, um, I'm not a companion of fools anymore, but I'm also not walking with the wise. Mm -hmm. And I need to begin a journey to find relationships that are healthy for me. I do need to go back to rule number one and consider myself worthy of great friends. Yeah. And to consider myself worthy of like really great people and out of that step out of the boat uh, and send that text and be like, you want, you want to have lunch? Um, would, would you and your spouse want to get together, me and my spouse and like talk and, and share life or join a life group or like whatever it may be and, and find the context of community and mm -hmm. begin mining those things of like, who's the people I need to bring in my life? And out of that, let me ask them to come. Um, and that type of thing. Uh, so I hope that I, I enjoyed that conversation very much. Very good. Yeah.